Hi, friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In episode 51, Sasha interviews Dr. Amy Shaw. They discuss the challenges of healthy living in our busy world. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hi, friends. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited. I have an amazing guest on today, and she's going to teach us so much about how to live a healthier lifestyle. But first of all, I just wanted to let you know that through coaching so many women from different aspects of life over the last couple years, I have learned that there is this internal frenemy and I have her too. And sometimes she's stronger than others. It really depends on what I'm going through with my life. But this frenemy or my internal voice likes to tell me and remind me of all the things that I struggle with, all the things I can't do, all the things I don't want to do or my past failures. And I've really had to learn how to harness the strength of this internal voice and turn her from my frenemy to what I call my internal fangirl. So I have put together a little mini class because I get so many questions about this when I give talks, when I speak, when I coach, and um, it's very uh, condensed into one mini class. It's a lecture and a worksheet and some other resources that I have available for you. It probably would take you about an hour to do it all. And I have it available on becomebraveenough.com. And it's a little sliver of what is my Brave Enough Masterclass, which is an amazing class that I take about 20 women through twice a year. It's all online. It's made for the working woman. So you can do it while still living your life and taking care of all the people you take care of or traveling or whatever it is you love to do. And it's really powerful because the thing is that this masterclass shows you how your internal constraints are creating external actions. And at the end of the 12 weeks, you really understand that, man, all these changes that I want to make, that I keep telling myself I'm going to change, that I keep finding myself in the same place, hitting my head up against a wall, I really need to take a different path to get back to my authentic self, to the person, the best me, the person that I want to be, to do the things that I really want to do. And it's really amazing because you get a lot of peer support in the class and a lot of peer coaching because you're in a group with women that are probably going through very similar things. And that in itself is powerful because you realize how common our struggles are, especially in the middle of our life. So I really want to encourage you to check out the masterclass on becomebraveenough.com. But without further ado, I want to introduce my next guest. She is amazing. Her name is Dr. Amy Shaw. She is double boarded in internal medicine and allergy and immunology. And she has a passion for helping women find healthier lifestyles. I have worked with her through nutrition coaching and she's just phenomenal. She's really given me some amazing things to think about. And I'm just so excited to have her on the show. So welcome to the show, Dr. Amy Shaw. Thanks. So I think everyone can identify. I think a lot of us can identify with being burnt out, pulled in so many different directions. However, you want to think about it, maybe burning the candle at both ends, both feeling inadequate as a mom or a, a wife, a woman, and then feeling, you know, really stressed out at work and feeling like you could be doing more. Um, and then having to 
put up this image in society of this put together woman, often that's really stressful, you know, really, um, for, I know for you, you love fashion. Some people, it's really hard to, uh, you know, feel put together. Then there's fitness and health and then cooking for your family. I mean, where does the list end? And then there's all this mom shaming. Oh, you're not doing enough. So I think we feel pulled in so many directions that I think one of the things that we don't do is we don't keep our promises to ourselves because we're keeping promises to our job, to our family, uh, to, uh, you know, everyone around us, our friends. And then we kind of give up on ourselves. And I see this all the time because that's the easiest thing to give up on is yourself. You, you, oh, you made an appointment um, at the gym or you decided to go healthy grocery shopping, but hey, you know what? Cut that out because I have so much to do today. And I'm, and I think that's, I think that's where it starts for many, many women. And that's how it starts to go downhill. Okay. I, so I really love that you just described pretty much my life. (laughs) And I think so many other women. Um, so you, you really hit on something there right away is that it is so hard to keep promises to ourselves. Like if I tell you, Amy, okay, yes, Amy, let's, let's talk, um, over the phone at three o'clock on Friday, the world could be falling apart, like literally like, but I will keep that promise to you. I will be like, I've made a commitment, but I completely agree. I'm the same way. Like if I make a commitment, I'm going to be there unless like I broke my leg on the way, you know, like there's (laughs) literally nothing. But then when you make a commitment to yourself, it's really hard to keep that. It's even, especially when it comes to health and mindset, because it almost feels indulgent, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, do I really need that 10 minutes, um, you know, to make a list of things that went well this week? And it just seems like, well, that's kind of a waste. Like, why don't I do like call my kids school to make sure that, you know, they, they did, got this uh, assignment or whatever instead. And it's so easy to break those promises. So I think think that that's the biggest thing that um, I see. And it's not, sometimes it is information because, you know, in med school, we didn't really learn about nutrition and how to take care of our minds and our bodies. So that's part of it. We kind of didn't even know that we're missing that because we never knew what it was like to have that. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, it's, I think it's more of a, um, feeling inadequate if we are um, taking care of ourselves more or equally to everyone else. So why do you think, I mean, because I I don't think that the public understands how this is so true. Why do you think that in medicine, the top of the, the, you know, the most educated people in medicine are physicians, and yet we do not get training in basic health concepts that are so vital to patient care. If you have an illness, if you get diagnosed with, you know, something horrendous, it, it, there's like data to show that your mindset and your, your, your mind health, your nutrition, exercise, all of those things counterplay into how your treatment is going to go. And yet, so, so we are not trained as physicians though, to actually counsel people on like general health concepts. Why do you think that is? 
It's so true. I think that um, we as physicians don't know how to take care of ourselves. and how can we really give that advice on to patients? It, it, I think what happened is it became a really soft science. And when you're looking for evidence-based uh, medicine, there was at least up until, you know, about 10 years ago, the evidence, human evidence for a lot of these things was scant. It was more um, anecdotal or, you know, observational. And you know that we were really leading heavily on the double-blinded clinical trials. And you can't, a lot of these things, you can't double-blind people um, to the food that they're eating or their <laughs> right. mindset. You know right, I mean? like, yes. There's just, it, it, you cannot conduct a double-blinded um, you know, crossover clinical trial. And then, so that gets excluded from the things that we get taught because we really are, we're leading really heavily on that. And I think, you know, I haven't obviously been in medical schools for the last 20 years, but I honestly think that at least looking in from the outside, I see these younger physicians really getting it more so than we ever did because they're living a life, they're living in a world where it, there's just more awareness. And I hope that that translates into uh, what we do for patients as well. Although, you know, I don't know about anesthesia, but in my world, not much has changed in terms of like adding nutrition or mindfulness or adding, you know, there's not like a lot of guidelines around that even now today in right. 2019. So I don't, I don't, I think we're like 20 years behind the literature. So I think that that's a problem is that, you know, we love science and that's amazing. And that's why, you know, you know, Sasha, that I uh, love this whole world of um, circadian rhythms and intermittent fasting because there is really good trials on it. And I love that there's like a crossover between the mindset and the science. But for the most part, if you don't have double blinded clinical trials, um, you know, it's not real or it's quackery or right. and it gets mixed up with like you know essential oils and it's not it's not <laughs> the same thing but it's like in the same category of like you know alternative methods yes um, to treatment yes so I think that that's the main problem yes and I think we can change that by having more studies but also opening our mindset to saying hey you know intuitively that makes sense um you know let's design different types of studies to look at that rather than um just l- relying on the same old um you know, give this medication, give this placebo and see what happens because all we end up doing is getting more pills. And that's obviously not the answer for everything. Well, I want to talk a little bit about some, some of the stuff that you just said, because so I think that in a world as, as busy women, we are like, we're, you know, we're constantly fed these messages that we can have it all. We can do it all and we should do it all. We should be a size six and we should have the perfect, uh, you know, skin and we should exercise every day and we should, you know, have amazing career and we should be on stages talking and we should be the perfect mom and we should bring, you know, Pinterest, um, worthy cupcakes to every meeting we go to. And we should just be amazing wives and spouses and partners and all these things. And it's like, there's so much pressure on the everyday woman. I, 
I just, I hear it. I hear it in the women I coach that, I, that are in classes and conferences and retreats that I do. And I got to a place, um, where I was really struggling in the last year. And I was looking for someone that could help me with my nutrition and my health, because that's really important to me. I, it's something that, um, I take really seriously is my own personal health. And I know that when I'm in the pressure cooker of life, when I'm in like the Instapot of life, the first thing to go is my health and nutrition. And I just, I just shut down and I stop spending time on my self-care. But I know that the, the only way I can truly be successful is self-care. So I reached out to you because I get asked all the time to like join this nutrition class and coaches and all this stuff. But I reached out to you specifically because I love how you promote health as a lifestyle. And I, that I feel very strongly about the same thing and that it starts in your mindset. And you coached me and it was amazing. Um, I feel amazing now. I do and in, I definitely believe in the circadian rhythm. I definitely believe that in some intermittent fasting and, but more than anything you preach, you don't pre- preach like a specific diet. Cause I think that women are just looking for like this easy fix. Like, Oh, I'm going to join keto. I'm going to join paleo. I'm going to join South beach. I'm going to do body, whatever. But it really starts in our mind and giving time with ourselves. Like that was like the first thing you had me do was just get back to my, the time with myself. And when you have time with yourself, you get clarity on what needs to go and what needs to stay. Um, and so talk to me about like kind of, you know, the circadian rhythm and all that, because I, you've taught me about it and I can tell you, I've never felt better. Like right now I feel it's, I'm not at like my perfect weight. I'm not at like my best self, all that I'm on the path back to me and I love it. I feel so much better. So can you share with our audience, like when, when someone like me comes to you and is like, okay, all these things are going really good in my life, but I'm overwhelmed. And this was the first thing I let go. What do you say to them? How do you coach them back? Okay, great. Amazing question. Because that is the biggest problem that we have. We feel tired. We, we can't sleep well. We can't perform our best when we're constantly beating up our own bodies and we're never allowing ourselves to get back to, you know, a 90% version of yourself. Um, and you won't know that version until you kind of do this hard work. It's really hard. It's really much easier to join a diet like a 30 day Weight Watchers or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cleanse um, than to do this hard work. So it's not it's not going to be easy. So what I tell women is, listen, we cannot listen to our own bodies when there's so much noise in our heads all the time. And we're constantly in our to do list and we're constantly thinking of the worry, the anxiety, what if and all that. So you really need to t- get back to actually being in your body and what I didn't understand what that meant until I started doing it. So one of that, that's why I teach that circadian rhythm strategy because, okay, say something as easy as wake up five minutes earlier in the morning and just spend, whether it's in your car with the windows rolled down or whether it's outside barefoot first thing in the morning before you jump in the shower, just spend five minutes. And what you're going to do is just take three 
long, deep breaths in and out, maybe count to four um, in and four out. And honestly, all you're going to feel is the sun hitting your face or the um, the earth be- uh, beneath your feet. And literally, it's easy as that. And when people say, oh, you should do morning meditation. Guess what? You just did a morning meditation. Yeah. And so you're done. And that's it. You go on with your day. And just that simple practice, you'll see if you're having trouble getting back to yourself, like really feeling your body, just feel that for five minutes. And sometimes people will say, Oh my God, that feels so long. Five minutes. I'm like, okay, start with two minutes, you know, just be out there for two minutes. Um, feel your body, just be still get out of your to-do list and think of maybe something you're grateful for, or just, and just concentrate on your breath. So grateful, grateful, maybe one to three things that you're grateful for, maybe what you want to get accomplished today, and maybe just three breaths and be done. That's it. And so that would be the first strategy, just giving yourself some time. And I remember it was you and so many other people, we were like, sometimes you literally have to schedule that time into your day, like for hyper schedule people like fashion and people, you know you know people who have really big things to do in the world sometimes that means actually putting something in your calendar maybe it's the middle of the day maybe you can't happen in the in the first thing in the morning but just make it happen for mm-hmm. a few minutes a day to collect your thoughts and you'll be so shocked like one time I don't know if you have have ever had this clarity sometimes I'm like oh my god I just found the answer to the question that I've been like mulling in my mind all day, um, you know, what I should do, what direction I should take or whatever. It just comes to you because you finally give yourself that um, mind space. I know. Um, I then, love it. And then you can, that's, that's the number one step. Then the nutrition stuff comes, you know, don't, yeah. don't you feel like the mindset stuff is really what changes everything. Then you can concentrate on what you're eating and how you're moving and all of that. Other well, stuff. it's funny because, um, one of the, I realized, and you helped me realize this. So when I first, um, when we, you and I first like met and coached, um, it was like 30 minutes, but it was like so helpful for me because I had been carrying this guilt because I had stopped being able to go to my early morning CrossFit class because I had to take my son to school. And, um, and our kind of my whole like kind of health and everything routine changed. And what was happening was because I couldn't go to CrossFit, I felt like I just, I can't exercise. Like it's all or nothing. So I had this all or nothing mindset and I was feeling really guilty. And like in 30 minutes you were like, um, why can't you just like get up and like go like stretch and like get an, and, and go for a walk outside. I was like, well, I can go for a walk, but it's not the same. Like I'm failing, I'm failing. And you were like, no, 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 no. Like change your mindset. Like it's okay. And like you gave me permission to get back in the game and exercise in a different way that, and stop feeling guilty about the fact that I wasn't doing this one specific type of exercise that like got, that allowed me to, to be healthier, right? Like it allowed me, it gave me permission to exercise in a different way. And it's that growth mindset. And like, it all was in my brain. Like no one was telling me you can't get up and do exercise and do different types of exercise. Um, and you are, you're not allowed to do that but I was stopping myself out of this like guilt, all or nothing complex. And you removed that. And what happened? I started exercising again. I started feeling really great about myself. And then the nutrition came. 
Yes. And I think, you know, if, if anybody's listening and they're like, okay, I need to get a jump start, I, I urge you to do that outdoor walk or that yoga. I feel like nature time, especially actually oh, yes. really changes everything yes. and you get out of your you know, mind, anything that gets you out of your to-do list, even for 20 minutes a day is going to do amazing things for your body and your mind. You're going to accomplish things. I'm sure that you're, Sasha, you're accomplishing things that are totally unrelated to nutrition and mindset because of this routine that you've added to your Mm -hmm. life. That's why I always say like, if you really want to overhaul your life, start with your daily self-care, like your daily 20 minute walk outdoors. And then everything starts to compound from that. Whenever women are going through a very difficult time in their life, you know, divorce or change of jobs, or I always say, add something to your routine that you love. Like I know you love your walks and that's why it works because you look forward to it. You feel good after it and you get some clarity and you get out of that to-do list for 20 minutes and that's all it takes to actually have this whole world of gyms and trainers and fitness programs are brainwashing us into thinking if you're not doing like this um you know P90X or, you know, sweat inducing, (laughs) you know, injury promoting workout for like an hour a day, you're basically useless. Like you'll never look good or feel good. But I think that if you look at the studies, everything shows that it's really not a lot. It's about 20 minutes a day if you really think about it. And that's if you take a day off. So that's that's the perfect practice i think that's why i always say nature time or yoga is probably like where um people feel the most difference especially when they're starting out you know and it's funny because um one of the things that i'm always talking about on the show constantly is self-care i tweet about it i write about it i talk about it and everybody kind of is like rolling their eyes but let me tell you there's never a good time for self-care So it's not like your life is suddenly you're going to reach this pinnacle like, oh, in 2020, I'm going to have time. I'm going to find an extra hour of my day. Okay, that's not going to happen unless you intentionally accept that you have to make it happen in your life, like despite the busyness of your life. Like I literally have heard people say to me, um, well, I'm going to take trips with my spouse when my kids like go to college. And I'm thinking, first of all, you have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. And second of all, do you honestly think that once your kids go to college, your life is suddenly going to like, you're, you're just going to have all these hours of the day and time. Like you're probably going to be more tempted to take your vacation to go visit them. (laughs) You're still not going to like, you have to accept that, that, and that's really important. And people always ask me like, how do you do everything you do and still find time to do this? And I'm like, you know what? I make time to do it. And when I don't make time to do it, I'm miserable, but it's not like my life is suddenly easy. And so now I have time to find self-care. You are, when you are actually the most stressed and most busy, that's when you actually need it the most. Yeah. Um, And self-care does not need to be mean, like bubble baths and a 10 step skincare routine. That's what I always (laughs) thought of when I, although like I do have a 10 step skincare routine, but it takes like two minutes, but like it, that's what things um, people think of. It's like this indulgent, like chocolate covered strawberry, like moment. No, like we're talking about basic, you know, sitting with yourself or going for a walk or taking 
like, you know, that five minutes in the morning before everyone wakes up, just setting your alarm like five minutes earlier to have a few minutes. It's not, it's, we're not talking about like getting, doing a spot day every, you know, week. This is like very, very basic things that we totally forgot about over the, you know, the years and centuries. And I honestly think that's responsible for this epidemic of women feeling burned out in so many ways is because we we are kind of like like we're pretty much telling people that if you're not working yourself to the ground like you're not good enough yes and you know you mom if you're not cooking this pinterest meal on like you're not as good as the mom who is and if you're not if that those those meal prep things really kill me because i really feel like if you love cooking um, more power to you. I love the, I love all my friends who are so into cooking and they're always into, but if you're not, you should not be shamed for getting help around it or picking up fresh meals from wherever. Like I just, this mom shaming thing kills me. I know. I, I know. Like, I can't handle it know, either. It it's stops, crazy. It stops other women from taking care. That's why I love your group because I think that it very, a lot of groups I'm in a ton of groups. I'm sure you are. There is a lot of shaming. Like if you're Mm -hmm. not doing, you know, what everybody, you know, what one person thinks is, is the proper way to do things. um, There's shaming. And I think that that, that needs to stop because it's stopping us from becoming better, you know, better people because we're so worried about um, what other people are going to think of our choices in our life. Um, And what are they going to think if you're not, um, you know, super, put together and, you know, have this beautiful six course meal. And, you know, if you're not doing it all, then, you know, who, what's, what's your self-worth then, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I I know. And, you know, and it's funny because I think that that also stops us from being, having friendships. And, you know, I, I really believe that medicine is going to be fixed through community with each other. I mean, I really believe that, like, I truly believe, and I believe that that's why my, you know, the group I started style MD and brave enough is so powerful to people. And it's, it's actually, people are so kind in it because we allow ourselves to be real and we just, we, we are, but we have a community. It's a community and that's the key. And there's genuine, there's genuine friendships that come out of it. I mean, there's seriously genuine friendships that come out of it. (laughs) and, And that's what we need, right? We need women who can support each other, no matter what they're doing. Like Sasha, you're super, similar to me but you also different from me and vice versa right? right we have but we can support each other and what we're doing in in the things that maybe we don't even understand about each other but we can support each other instead of like judging and caring right. and shaming and i think that that you promote um that in other people which i love i love that you're like you're that person who does so many amazing things but then you'll be like guess what guys I tripped and fell you know today and like everyone's just like oh my god me too like I tripped and fell also it's it's just like I know that's what we need more of we do because and 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 that's what I'm always telling like and encouraging women to be to have friendships with each other because like friendship is something that I, it's again, it's like self-care. I think we think it's indulgent, like, oh yeah, I could have, I mean, I could go out with a friend, but that's like really selfish. I should be with my kids or I should be working on my job or writing this or working on the business. And, and we often think like, we're not good enough to have friends. Like I know so many women who are like, I'm just not, 
as pretty as her. I'm not as skinny as her. I'm not as, you know, famous as her. I'm not as published as her. So she wouldn't want to be my friend. We need each other. And the fact is that like, we need to be real with, with each other. And, you know, there's going to be times in the future that I mess up. Like I speak out of turn or I write something that offends someone, or I say something that offends someone. I need a place where people can like lovingly tell me and forgive me and, and we can move on. You know, like it's interesting how like we just, we think we have to be perfect even to have friendships. I heard your um, podcast episode, I think, right, uh, that you did with Allie, and you guys were talking about authentic friendships, and I completely agree. I think that sometimes, you know, women, highly professional women, especially, you know, we go into this world and we feel really isolated once we're out of, um, you know, our training because we're maybe around a lot of people who aren't in our shoes, um, and it can feel like, you know, I have nothing in common with these people, and it can feel really, really isolating, um, and it, so I think think that we forget the importance of having support, even if you have a loving husband and loving kids or you have someone, you know, yeah. you, you need friendships um, to take kind of this other part of your mm-hmm. um, brain and to stimulate some other thing and to let out some other thing that you can't tell, you know, your family members about. You really do need those authentic friendships. And like you said, you have to be able to grow with them and go through just I think you guys mentioned on that episode, like sometimes people want to put their friends on a shelf. Like Mm -hmm. you don't want to go through those hard times with friends because it feels really uncomfortable. And I know I've been there too, because, you know, when we're busy and we almost don't want to do the hard work of friendships, it's Mm -hmm. almost easier just to say like, okay, forget it. I'm just not going to be friends with that person because they did this one thing. Right. Yep. Yep. And I, I think you have to um, work at friendships just like we work at all of the other um, things in our life. But it can almost be uh, a, a double uh, benefit. Like I say, like, OK, so uh, walking in nature is a double benefit because you get that mindset, you get the exercise, you get, um, you know, fresher. It's like you're, you're multitasking. So uh, women, we love multitasking. Right. And that's what friendships are. Um, they provide that like um, ability to vent. Um, but they also give us a little bit of joy, you know, that stress relieving. It's kind of like it is self-care in a way. It's really is multitasking to have um, some authentic and you don't need a thousand friends, right? No, it's like, you don't. Yeah, exactly. Need, although, although I think at your point, you probably have, you know, <laughs> a thousand friends, but, you know, you know what I mean? Like authentic, like real friendships. You don't need that many of those and they can be in different capacities of your life. Yes. And I, I mean, that's one of the things that I um, love about you is that you like you and I are, are very, um, we're very similar and we, we have a lot of in common. And one of the things that I see you doing is just helping and promoting other women and being real and being authentic. And I love that. And I I know recently you took a trip and you posted like all this sugary stuff that you were eating. And I was loving it. Cause I was like, see, she's like telling us that she doesn't eat like, you know, uh, 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 just quinoa every day. Like she's like real, like sometimes you, you have sugar and you have sweets and, and, um, I just, I mean, I'm going to have to have you back on the show. Cause we didn't even get into like, I mean, we're going to have to do like a nutrition episode where we talk about like circadian rhythm and intermittent fasting. Cause you're so brilliant and you know, so much of the research and the literature. And I know that you would love to share that with our audience, but I wanted to talk about, 
all the stuff that we talked about today, because I think that people can see a picture of you and think like, oh, she's just this perfect person who never struggles and she's the perfect size and she has the perfect family. And that's just not real. Like I know that about you and you know the the truth about me. And, you know, social media is so amazing because we can make so many great connections and friendships, but it's also a comparison game. So as we close today, like, can you just give us some advice about how you battle the comparison, like not comparing yourself to every, everybody else that's perfect on social media? Yeah. So the biggest thing I think happens is the comparison thing happens because we're not focused on our own, um, own goals. So one of the things I say is like, think about what you want to accomplish, say, in the next five years, but act like as if it's already happened. And I think I wrote about this on social media because it's changed so much for me. So say you're writing a book, like I'm writing a book, right? And say, you say, my book is a bestseller. My book has changed so many women's lives because they are eating a better you know, breakfast, they are uh, taking care of themselves and, and excelling in their careers. I have, so do that for yourself. And so when times, when you're concentrating on what you're doing, your mindset is focused on changing these people's lives and helping these people. And then the second thing I'll say, there's two things, is promote, promote, promote. And I think that what you were saying earlier about promoting women. I think you do that so well. You do it all the time. You're always saying this person helped me with this, or I love this person because of this. And I honestly, it will change your self-worth and your life when you find really amazing people in your life and then you give them a shout out or you promote them or you somehow support them in their work in real life or virtually. I think those two things are things that are going to change your life in like less than a month. Yes, I love that. And they're easy steps that anyone can do. And, you know, it's funny because I somebody sent me a song that is um, just out by this new group um, of some famous singers that kind of came together and made a group. I think, um, Brenda Carlisle is kind of heading it up. It's called the high women or high. Yeah. And, um, this song is called crowded table and she's basically they're both, it's a women's group and they're both, they're basically saying like, they want a house with a crowded table where there's room enough for everyone. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I like got tearful when I first heard it. Cause I thought that's, that's my goal. Like that's, I think honestly why I'm put on this earth is not just to get people through cardiac surgery, but actually to like also, um, to just bring women around a table and let them see their value and that they belong and that they, they deserve friendships and they deserve health and they deserve their time alone every day with themselves and growth and all these things. And I'm just so glad that you're in that circle. I'm honored to be your friend. And I want other women to know how to follow you because you you're amazing on Instagram, by the way, you're so inspiring and encouraging. Tell us how we can find out more about you. Uh, thanks so much, Sasha. And uh, the same goes for you. I think I can take a second to say you have inspired so, so many. And I, I, and I have to say that the reason I feel that people get inspired by you is because you are so many things, but you're also very real and you show what real life is like. So I think um, I have to give you a huge thanks for inspiring me, inspiring so many other women, um, both through your work on Facebook, virtual, your classes, your, all of that stuff. Um, and you can find more about me. Um, I'm at, um, on, on my website is, uh, amymdwellness.com. 
And uh, my Instagram, which is where I mostly hang out, is at FastingMD, F-A-S-T-I-N-G-M-D um, on Insta. And I think that I don't do much of the other social media um, as, but usually those two places um, are the best places to find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And we're going to um, have a second episode with you definitely just to talk about the intermittent fasting. Cause I just, I already know I'm going to get like a million emails saying we want her to talk about that too. So thank you for just coming on and sharing us. And if you're listening today and you heard um, Amy and I's discussion, I hope that we encouraged you to Tell yourself every day that you deserve health and you deserve self-care and you deserve that walk outside. And it doesn't have to be impossible. You can take small steps back to you. And as always, live brave. This has been an HSG production. 